Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and Reed. Check this out. This is the Rip and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. You're all going to burn in hell. Each and every one of you. Macedonian Phil, Lou, Sid Rosenberg. And who, who, who is this guy? Bill O'Reilly. Uh, Mike Slatter? He does a freaking podcast? And he does the 15 minutes when O'Reilly is away, which is like half the time. Hey, Bill O'Reilly, if you don't want to do the 15 minutes, I'll do it. I passed you in the ratings in this time spot anyway. You put on a freaking podcaster for 15 minutes? And I was banging on the console so hard, screaming... This is an act of sabotage to destroy the fact that I'm beating Bill O'Reilly now. And what happened? Matt, Matt Meany came running in, our program director. Give me the music. Give me the music here, Lou. Don't, don't, don't sabotage me, too. I, you got to play music underneath me. So Matt Meany comes running in there. Please, don't break the console. Oh, that's right. Then nobody gets to broadcast here in the Bernard McGurk studio that uh, we idolize him in eternity for every one of us broadcast here. But more importantly, uh, Mastonian Phil, he brought me in the headphones, the cans, unlike you yesterday who brought me in a pair of cans that didn't work. Anything to sabotage me. And, oh, yeah, we're going to get into it when I do the Sid rap that these guys are envious of. Because they think they should be doing the Sid rap. I see Lou was, uh, I'm going to be kind to you, Lou, uh, accused me of embellishing facts. Well, let me tell you something, Lou. I have two strikes against me. A, number one, I'm a talk show host. Every talk show host lies. Every talk show host lies. Tell me one who never lied. And by the way, politicians, I'm a politician. I ran for mayor. The first time I shook a hand and kissed a baby, I became a politician. That makes me a bigger liar. And by the way, you, Lou, whose uh, took is, is so, so clean. Tell me you never lied to your wife, Lou. Tell me you never lied to your wife. Lightning will strike you dead in these studios. We'll get into that later on. Unbelievable. But let me get back on track. This was a song, Burn Baby Burn, that was played when we we actually closed off 50th Street from 3rd Avenue to Lexington in the middle of my mayoral campaign against Eric Adams. It was August of 2021. The great Todd Shapiro, Empresario, the Swifty Lazar of production, and Vito Bruno, who's run so many nightclubs, unbeknownst to me, went all the way to Philadelphia and brought the original members of the Tramps, not the guys who substitute for them. You know, every group seems to have that. Original members of the Tramps, and it's because Comrade Bill de Blasio, part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, had promised that if you got a shot, if you got the shot, you didn't have to wear a mask any longer. Well, he lied like he always lied. And I was there as the tramps were playing in the background, and I was burning mess as people were coming up and putting them on a stickball bat of mine, and they wouldn't torch. So I had to go inside the Empire Steakhouse. I had to get an accelerant. I think it was gasoline. Poured them on the uh, 
put him on the mass, lit him up, and then lit up my whole hand. And it was like uh, all on international TV. They said, Curtis, that was quite a trick. <laughs> For three days, I had to have my hand in a bucket of ice. But that's because we said no mask, no mask, no mask. So let me tell you what has happened here. Within a matter of 24 hours, and it wasn't mentioned by Sid Rosenberg this morning, I didn't think it would because he was the one who most above and beyond anybody else here at WABC, even me, refused to wear a mask all during the lockdown and pandemic starting in March of 2020. But apparently, uh, Macedonian Phil, this escaped uh, his attention. Justin Alec escaped his attention because as they had all assembled this morning, the mayor, um, police commissioner, Sewell, Patty Lynch, everybody, because a cop had been shot at Gates Avenue in Bedford-Stuy as he exchanged shots uh, with a violator. There was some kind of family dispute. Thankfully, uh, the cop will be okay. Everybody at the podium was maskless. The police commissioner, Patty Lynch, everybody else. The only one wearing a mask was Eric Adams. And let's listen to what Eric Adams had to say yesterday about the fact that if you're indoors, you got to put masks on. I I guess Sid didn't want to reflect on his friendship that would have gone south because he won't wear a mask. Of how do we enjoy the holidays and spread love without spreading the virus? And we could have that combination, Uh, everything from if you're feeling ill uh, to stay home so you don't spread it to your loved ones. Uh, Make sure that if you're in surroundings that you're unsure about, that you wear face covering. And it's crucial uh, to uh, make sure that you are vaccinated and you're taking the booster shots. Well, I mean, does the man have COVID? I mean, seriously, come on. Hey, Cracker Jack News Team, Noam Layden, and Frankie Diaz, why would he be the only one wearing a mask at the press conference, as Noam Layden suggested, although he won't go on record? Maybe he has COVID, huh? Let's get down and investigate this. What do disgrazia? In the meantime, has the mayor at all chastised his uh, fellow members that one time he was a part of? In the state Senate, the Democratic majority and the state assembly, who will only go up to Albany for a special state legislative session to boost their pay by $35,000 before January 1st, but won't deal with uh, no cash bail. Well, you know what? Uh, Play that cut that I play repetitively, uh, Lou, about show me the money. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. People ask me all the time, where did you get that cut? Well, that was State Senator Eric Adams when he had a moustache. And he was making his first speech before the State Senate after he had gotten elected in Brooklyn. And that was the theme of his presentation, which is show me the money. You think he's going to turn on those Hazarai, those pigs who have their beak in the trough, who are ripping us off, who are going to raise our taxes and yet give themselves a pay increase without dealing with no cash bail. And now the surge of uh, of illegal aliens across the board. We'll get to that momentarily. <laughs> and then, ha, look at the mayor's, the mayor's spiritual advisor, right? You know, Lamar Miller Whitehead. Never trust anybody with three names. I'm always telling you that. Of the Tomorrow International Church, uh, which is right there on Forster Avenue and Remsen Avenue, where I grew up. 
which is now going to be empty because this slumlord, this bling-bling bishop with a $500,000 blinged-out Rolls Royce who has uh, evicted uh, people without means from his properties without a hesitation has been indicted in the Eastern District Federal Court for scamming money, extorting money, and for, well, originally he went to prison for identity theft. But he is a very dear friend of um, of Eric Adams, Criminals for Adams. That'll probably be uh, his uh, re-election uh, fundraiser. All the criminals who are my friends, raising money, stealing money for that effort. Here's Lamar Miller Whitehead sort of indicating how, oh, man, he's a victim. Media let you guys know I was arrested yesterday and um just because you are arrested doesn't make you guilty it's the way of the world and um we live in a place called america and you are innocent till proven guilty so i wanted to come on today to express to everyone that's been asking questions and interviews and things that uh, uh all the requests some some questions that you guys were asking me First of all, I want to say that I'm not guilty. <laughs> I want to make that clear, y'all. That's why I have a smile on my face. I'm in amazing spirit. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm great. You know what I mean? And I'm not guilty. Oh, I got a smile on my face. Lou, you remember every time some uh, jadrul out there would say, axing, axing. Who would call him the task? Remember, Bernard McGurk would repeat it over and over and over again. Can you believe this guy, this fraud, this this violator, this criminal of society, the spiritual advisor of Eric Adams? Remember the name. Never trust anybody with three names. Lamore uh, Miller Whitehead. By the way, everyone who had affiliated themselves with him to give him cover like the Brooklyn DA's office, Eric Gonzalez, who said he would never investigate him, now is saying we never had a collaborative justice initiative with uh, Lamar Miller Whitehead. Lies, lies, and more lies. Well, his uh, replacement is warming up in the wing. His name is the uh, wrong Reverend Carlton uh, Thunderbuckle, and he'll probably uh, he'll probably fill the void. See, that's how I know you're still poor, broke, busted, and disgusted because of how you've been honoring me. I'm not worth your McDonald's money. Come on. Come on. I'm not worth your Red Lobster money. Come on. I ain't worth your St. John Nick. Y'all can't afford it, no how. I ain't worth y'all Louis Vuitton. Come on. I ain't worth your Prada. I'm not worth your Gucci. Mother, ooh, I'm saying this, and I promise you, Deaconine, it's not with respect of want. I'm saying it because I want you to understand just what God is saying. I even found out that Movado, you can buy a Movado watch in Sam's. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And y'all know I asked for one last year. Here it is the whole way in August. I still ain't got it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Let me kick down the door and talk to my cheap sons and daughters. I guarantee you. This uh, wrong Reverend Carlton uh, Funderburk will become uh, the spiritual advisor to Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan to replace a man who definitely should be going out to uh, federal prison, Lamore Miller Whitehead. Meantime, a double disgraziata, double shanda to James Stolen, born on third base. This guy can't chew gum and think at the same time. He owns uh, the Rangers, he should sell them. The Knicks, he should sell them. He owns the uh, 
Radio City Music Hall in the Rockheads. And he is using facial recognition against attorneys or attorneys' firms who are involved in lawsuits against him or Madison Square Garden or Radio City Music Hall. So a woman named Kelly Conlin was with her daughter to see the Rockheads. She goes to Checkpoint Charlie at Radio City Music Hall. Remember, that was right outside where I got hit by that yellow cab. You know, maybe it was James Dolan who was driving that cab with Comrade Bill de Blasio and uh, Eric Adams at the time, three days before the election, I got clipped, remember? Right outside of Radio City Music Hall, but I digress. And she was prevented from coming in because of facial recognition technology that picked up that she belonged to a law firm that was involved in a lawsuit against James Dolan. Now, he has contributed to a lot of elected officials on both sides of the aisle. I want to hear those same elected officials who condemn the use of facial recognition technology against criminals. I want to hear them all of a sudden return James Dolan's donations, of which he has been very generous because he buys the support of Democrats and Republicans, and condemn him for throwing his mother of a Girl Scout outside on Avenue of the Americas to wait until her daughter could get out of seeing the Rockets. What a double with these cards here. What a double shot. And by the way, has uh, anyone yet proven who uh, Congressman George Santos is, a Republican who won that Swazi seat against Zimmerman? If you've ever seen the movie, and it was a great movie, starring Leonard, Lenny, Leonardo DiCaprio, Catch Me If You Can. This guy, George Santos, may turn out to be the biggest fraud and biggest con man, and that's saying a lot in the history of American politics. There is absolutely nothing so far true about this guy's life and times, and it isn't a long one. I think, what is he, 32 years old? He's in his 30s? Now, Lou, say it ain't so, Lou. The guy claimed to be a gay Hispanic Republican. Don't tell me he's not gay. And don't tell me he's not Hispanic, too. No, no, I, I think he is gay. I, I think uh, anyone with gaydar out there would know that George Santos, the only thing he said ever th- that was ever true about his life and times of fiction is that he is a gay man. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. They just keep coming, ladies and gentlemen. Doesn't matter that Chief Justice Roberts put a stay to keep Title 42. The Biden administration said, enough is enough, Chief Justice Roberts. We don't need it. We don't need no freaking Title 42 anymore. We don't need it. Let him come. Who's your Papa Chulo? Who's your daddy? Joe Biden says, by the way, the president of the United States uh, will be visiting Mexico City for a summit with Twinkle Toes Trudeau from uh, Canada about the uh, illegal alien situation. That's right, I call them illegal aliens, not undocumented aliens, which is the law of New York State. Go ahead, throw me off the airwaves, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. I dare you. 
I dare you to try to enforce that on me, but I digress. Lou, let's trace this um, series of, um, well, let's just say statements that have been made in the past three months. And then let's follow the money. It's a racket. It's a money-making operation. And you know where it starts from? Catholic Charities. Because remember on the first day that the buses arrived at the Port Authority with the illegal aliens as they were on their way from Eagle Pass in Texas, courtesy of Governor Abbott, who uh, obviously all the Democrats vilified, and courtesy of the Democratic mayor of El Paso that they all sanctified because they welcomed those illegal aliens. I don't know how you, uh, you figure that they're any different. They were all Venezuelans at that time. And who was meeting and greeting them at the Port Authority but Santa Claus himself with all money? Uh, he's a jolly good fellow that nobody should deny, right, right? Cardinal Dolan. These just aren't cases. These just aren't. Uh, these just aren't problems. <clears throat> these just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names, and with dads and moms. They've had a terrible journey, but yet they're filled. They're, I don't see any animosity or any. They're filled with gratitude. They said people have helped us on the way. The church has been there. Yeah, the church has been there with whose money, ladies and gentlemen? Our money. Look at the w- latest wave coming in from Juarez into El Paso, overloading every every um, potential option that they have in that city. They've overwhelmed that city. They're even coming through, as uh, the mayor had said, they're coming through the sewer caps. They're coming through the sewer caps. We now find out that as soon as they get across, they're being sent... On two lines, there are two different buses. You get a choice. You want to go to Mayor Beetlejuice in Chicago, who says she doesn't want you, and she outsources them to no-tell, motel, Holiday Inn Expresses in the suburbs and up in Harvey. If anybody has ever been in Harvey, north of Chicago, it's worse than Chicago. All right, that's one. And then the second line, the much bigger line, is to New York, Nueva York, where in their mind, having watched Telemundo and Univision, the international Spanish-speaking networks, they have seen the swagger man with no plan, Eric Adams, on many occasions, embrace them, greet them, right? In fact, uh, let's go back to what Eric Adams uh, was saying back when uh, Abbott was first sending uh, the illegals north to New York City. This is horrific when you think about... Uh, what uh, the governor uh, is doing, the governor of Texas, uh, after a month of traveling across the border, placing on the bus with no direction to come here uh, to New York. Now, that's when he was vilifying Abbott for sending the Venezuelans up from Eagle Pass. But at the same time, and he never told us this, he was talking, communicating with his fellow Democratic mayor in El Paso. This is just three months ago. And welcoming the illegal aliens from Venezuela who were coming in through Juarez to El Paso. Listen to how grateful the El Paso mayor was just three months ago. And we're very thankful to um, Mayor Adams from New York that really stepped up to, to help us and you know, he did tell me when I when I spoke with him that there's not a community there within New York from Venezuela, but uh, he will welcome him into his community and then work with them to get them to a community where there is 
their peers so they can continue to be there, and that's really important to them. Unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. Three months ago, now all of a sudden, Eric Adams, hey, you know, you got to show me the money. We need a billion dollars. Hey, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, you got to give me a nickel, dime, a penny. All this time, he's been campaigning to elect Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb governor. Never said a thing against Lee Zeldin. Has sat with her summits, how they're going to rebuild the empty midtown uh, New York City, Manhattan, which is like the catacombs, which is like a ghost town. Never mentioned anything. Sat at a breakfast uh, of uh, New York business leaders with Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb. Never mentioned anything. Now all of a sudden he's saying, show me the money. And to Joe Biden, the president, who won't even go to the border. Show me the money, even though he calls himself the Biden of Brooklyn. What a fake, phony, fraudulent, fugazi he is. And all of a sudden he goes, hey, where do you think they're coming from? Hey, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. You always knew where they were coming from. But now yesterday, as I was um, heading towards a meeting, I passed St. Patrick's Cathedral, which is not very far from our facilities here at WABC on the Upper East Side. And I was walking past a group of uh, Catholics, and I would call them Democratic Socialists of America because they were identifying them as supporters of AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Democratic Socialists of America, um, all out crazy, and the Justice Warriors. And they confronted me, and we had a pleasant conversation, and they said to me, Curtis, we're here to mourn the death of a second uh, migrant who had committed suicide in a New York City-run shelter in Queens. He had a wife, he had a child, apparently he had gone into the bathroom and he had taken his life. And I said, look, it's a very sad thing. But how many of you will be out here each and every day for the 22 veterans, 22 veterans a day of U.S. military service, whether they served in the Marines, the Navy, the Army, the Air Force, or the Coast Guard who commit suicide. I'm going to say that again. 22 veterans a day commit suicide. Men and women who have served our country in peacetime and in wartime, and yet they don't even merit a line in the newspaper. This uh, second migrant who committed suicide in a New York City-run shelter in Queens is all over the front pages. And you say to yourself, how can that be? How could that be that all these people are out there so concerned about him and not the 22 United States veterans a day who commit suicide? Let me give a salute as I take it from Cardinal Dolan, which just a racket. That's all it is. It's a business Catholic Charities gets federal dollars from the Biden administration. And as soon as the illegals cross the border from Juarez into El Paso, there are lines of buses that are there. And who's paying for it? Catholic Charities. And you know it's not you contributing to the uh, Cardinals Fund, the Bishops Fund, the Parish Fund, the School Fund on Sunday. If you even bother to go to church any longer, the English-speaking mass, because, again— you go to an English-speaking mass in any parish on a Sunday, you can roll a Brunswick bowling ball through. And there's almost nobody except some widows who just lost their husbands, they're dressed in black. And the Spanish-speaking mass, oh, they're filled to the rafters. It's the only hope the archdiocese has that they can uh, maintain a presence in North America and keep churches and schools open. But I digress. 
Let me applaud Staten Island Borough President Vito Fasella, who spoke at a press conference just last week and then came on to the 5 o'clock roundtable discussion with John Katsimatidis. The reason I paid attention, uh, a very dear friend of mine over the years, Lee Cavino, was next to him, proud Staten Island resident, veteran, a member of the United States Island Veterans Organization. Oh, man, he was great. And Vito said, are we focusing on the people that matter the most, on the things that matter most and the priorities that matter most, or are we just throwing money into thin air on things that really don't? They were at Fort Wadsworth, and uh, they were complaining that they were prioritizing the illegals coming in over the United States military families who are struggling to make ends meet. Remember this Christmas uh, holiday season. A billion dollars the mayor wants to fund uh, the illegal aliens. Yet our active military personnel are begging for food and diapers and wipes for their children. As the world president Vito Fasella and Lee Corvino so, so aptly said, something's not right with it. No, it's not right. Meantime, uh, look at what's happening uh, in terms of uh, bus drivers, uh, MTA workers fighting back. There was an MTA worker, the money-taking agency, uh, who was sitting in a dispatch room at 8th Avenue where the A, E, and C go right there in Chelsea. It was about 2 o'clock in the morning. And he's obviously making sure that trains are routed and rerouted. And all of a sudden... This enemy, well, actually, uh, this psych- psycho guy pulls out a hammer, a hammer attack, and starts hitting him in the head. And then he grabs his backpack, he runs out of the shed, and he hides under a stopped subway train. Eventually, police pinch him and take him away. And this guy, obviously, is insane in the brain. Then you had an MTA uh, worker. These are the guys who go to the... Uh, to those stations where you purchase your MTA Metro cards, and they carry a gun because there's money in there, and all of a sudden there's a guy on Union Street in the R-Train station at the border of Gowanus and Park Slope. It's about 9 o'clock at night, and he's arguing with other MTA workers. So this guy leaves his post, and he approaches this guy who starts to attack these MTA workers in a psychotic fashion. He fires one shot. And he drops this guy, and hopefully he's not in trouble. And then figure this out. Hey, 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 Macedonian Phil, you're from New Jersey originally. This might be the Bernard Getz of New Jersey. People have forgotten this story. It was Saturday night near Monticello and Jewett Avenues in Jersey City. Pay attention, Noam Laden. That's your neighborhood. And this New Jersey transit bus was attacked by a bunch of teenagers. His name, 48-year-old Charles Firoz of Staten Island. And he ended up pulling out a gun and shooting one. And they claim it's an illegal handgun that had come up stolen. So he gets arrested and not the teenagers who were attacking him. Uh-huh. Doesn't this sound like Bernard gets the subway gunman? And yet not a mention of this story. The Port Authority bus driver has been arrested. Any any attention is, hey, no blame. Hey, Frankie Diaz, you think you could uh, talk about the Bernard Getz, the Port Authority bus driver who had to shoot these three teenagers who were harassing him and assaulting him? Of course, no mention of that, because that's 
New Jersey. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Spectacular! Now, here's the sin wrap-up. Boy! What they do? They smile in your face. All the time they want to take your place. The backstabbers. Backstabbers. It is the sin wrap. And uh, Sid Rosenberg, that you can hear Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, will regret ever delegating this to me because... Unlike Howard Stern with the, his rap, right, with Boy Gary, uh, sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys. Oh, we got two mopes here, Lou and Mastonian Phil, who are upset that they can't do the rap. Just like I do the Frank Morano rap on Sunday mornings. His team is, well, why don't we get to do it? No, because I don't kiss ass here. I'm sorry. You guys do, and I don't. And I'm at war because we're number one. We got to stay number one. And by the way, we started out with this guy. Who is this? Mike Slater, podcaster, substituting for Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> His whole dissertation was Bobby was a call girl. Hey, give me those 15 minutes. Huh? Hey, O'Reilly, if you're going to mail it in, you're not going to be number one, second and none. I've already passed you by. Hey, let me do those 15 minutes. But let's get down to brass tacks. I was listening intently, as I always do, Monday through Fridays, when I can. That's why I need you all to listen. So you can rat out Sid and Lou and Macedonian Phil and Justin Ellett uh, and eat the Parmesan cheese. But here, here's uh, Sid talking about his friends, because it's Sid Rosenberg and friends. When I'm on next, is Friday, 7.05, I'm a fiend, I'm a foe. Uh, he's saying that, oh, they're not never-Trumpers. They were never never-Trumpers. They love Donald Trump. Both Dito and Donald Trump were buddies. Well, but it doesn't matter. It was funny. Really. You know, he does funny things, so facts don't matter, do they? Do we care about facts? That's, but Curtis? That's a perfect way to that no. line right there. Facts <laughs> yeah. don't matter. Little no, no, not on that show. Oh, Lou, uh, you're the border operator on this show. Facts don't matter. So I'm sure with Sid, facts do matter, right? Let me tell you something about talk show hosts and hostesses. Whenever they make a mistake, do you ever see them circle back like a vulture or a buzzard and say, well, I made a mistake? Of course not. It's on to the next fact that they mess up. Oh, my God. You sycophant. And then all of a sudden he talks about last night he was at a benefit of the Detectives Endowment Association, the annual Christmas event, good event to uh, uh, handle the uh, families uh, of those that have been lost and take care of their children and grandchildren. And listen to them. Listen to them. Frank Carone, who is the chief of staff for Mayor Eric Adams, and Frank was the honoree last night. What a great guy. I never met Frank before. What a great guy. And his wife, beautiful, his wife, Deanna. And his brother is a great guy, Anthony Carone. Anthony lives a couple blocks away from me in Rockaway. And a very deserved honor last night. Now, I know when I say Frank Carone, Eric Adams, chief of staff, this will turn into 10 minutes of radio sometime between 12 and 1 this afternoon. Is that a fair assumption, Lou Rafino, 
and or Macedonia Phil saying nice things about Mayor Adams' chief of staff, Frank Carone, is it fair to say Curtis Sliwa will opine on that coming up this afternoon? You're damn right. First off, he knows nothing about the Carones. He just met them. Never saw Frank Carone before in his life. I know the Carones. They're crooks. They're crooks from Brooklyn. They're Canarsie. They grew up. They're Thomas Jefferson, uh, Democratic Crooked Club that uh, spawned them and so many other crooks into the Kings County Democratic corrupt machine. Uh, hey, let, me, let me tell you something. Hey, hey tomorrow, hey, Macedonian Phil, Justin, Alec, and Lou remind Sid is that uh, uh, recently Harvey Weinstein was found guilty on all charges in New York. Then he went to Los Angeles, the perv of all pervs, the monster. Harvey Weinstein was found guilty of all charges, right? And yet, um, Sid Rosenberg's very dear friend, Arthur Idella, the rich Italian kid who went to poly prep day school, got upset that the judge in charge of the Harvey Weinstein trial in New York, Manhattan uh, criminal court judge James Burke, didn't speak nicely to him, even though he's like probably the last law and order judge uh, on the bench in New York, appointed by Rudy Giuliani over 20 years ago. So he had to sit down with his very dear friend, Frank Caron, like uh, Heckle and Jekyll. And he tells Frank Caron, hey, Frank, I want you to get rid of this judge. Yeah, you know, it's time for him to be re-upped every five years. There's a reappointment process. And Caron is directly involved in saying which judges get reappointed and which judges don't. Guess what? Frank Caron, on behalf of... Sid Rosenberg's friend, Arthur Idala, who represented Harvey Weinstein. How does he look at himself in the mirror in the morning, knowing he represented that monster? Is not allowing Judge Burke to continue on the bench. He's the only law and order judge left. I would suggest that for doing that, their law licenses should be suspended or maybe even disbarred. I mean, that is an absolute outrage. An absolute outrage. And then Sid goes on. Sid goes on to start uh, screaming about what else am I screaming about? What was he yelling about yesterday now, Curtis? What was I yelling about? Stevie Van Zandt, who was there with all of them yesterday. Schmata boy from the E Street Band from the Sopranos. Remember the ridiculous thing that Stevie Van Zandt said last Friday with uh, his very dear friend Sid Rosenberg about how white people ought to move to black neighborhoods? My problem with society is we're not dealing with the fact that, you know, why do we have black neighborhoods? Okay. That, 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 you know, that, that, that should be the first discussion. Okay. What, what, what caused society to have black neighborhoods? I mean, the first, you know, the biggest scam ever perpetrated on the black population was telling the black population that black neighborhoods was their idea. You know, the, the black, the, the hood, you know, the, the, the black community, you know, it's not their idea. We shouldn't have black neighborhoods. When, when are we going to invite black people to join the rest of us in America? That's what I want to know. Yeah, when are you and Bruce Springsteen, right? One uh, percent Rumsing going to invite black people to come live there. Or oh, you and Bruce moved to Newark. What a sanctimonious hypocrite. And then finally, this is what Sid had to say. That's why Curtis is a genius and stupid at the same time. We'll see about that, sir, because I will be here Friday, 7.05. Nobody's going to stop me from coming in.
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.